0: It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. Tucson
1: means business, well, what is it? We spotlight Tucson business leaders. And I'm very fortunate today because this fellow for almost 15 years, Paul C. Bellows, has been Tucson's leading business consultant and leadership coach he's the founder and CEO of a thriving advisory firm known as Be Good at doing good welcome paul thank you for having me mark that's a most unusual name but you know what i i think after having talked to you with you for a little while now i'm starting to see it but we'll get right into it your passion wow he's working with bold and compassionate entrepreneurs to help them grow their organization create sustainable business models and give back in big ways everybody wants to give back this day and age
0: what, what do you <laughs> think's behind that paul I think it's a good practice to live uh, like a, a smart human being, and uh, giving back is part of being human, and it helps create loyal customers and uh, people, long-term relationships with all types of people. So I think there's a strategic side of giving back, and I think there's just a fundamental human side that it feels good, it feels right, and there's something spectacular when you help somebody or a group, and then they make something out of themselves that uh, are unexpected for them and for yourself. So giving back, I think, is part of, uh, of being successful, and uh, everybody uh, should find a way to give back in some form, time, mm-hmm. treasure, whatever mm-hmm. they have, they should offer and give back in a way that helps others.
1: I think it's uh, very wise advice right there. Help us to understand what you actually specialize in, because you're fairly diverse.
0: Over the years, you know, I've kind of worked with lots of d- different entrepreneurs and business owners, and what I've kind of settled on in terms of my strengths and in terms of how I help uh, business owners out is I really look for that business owner that's been in business, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. They have a good product. They know themselves, but something's missing, right? They, they just can't get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I walk them through my process. It's called SLAP, yeah, S-L-A-P. Do, do you find them at all that they're bored with their own business or they're tired? Yet? Sometimes, you know, you know they're, they're in a transition, Mark, for some reason. Right, They're bored. They're tired. They, uh, the product or services maybe aren't as exciting as they used to be. Maybe they're just tired of hiring and firing. You know? Okay.
1: right. So, because there's a lot of factors in owning a yeah, business. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and uh, basically, at the end of the day, uh, they're, they're looking to do something else uh, in their business. Or maybe they want to start another business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so most of the business owners I work with, are, they come to me and say, Paul, I'm in a transition. I got something that's going on here that's pretty good. So either I got to make it better or I need to exit, or i got to find somebody to run this so I can go do something else. So usually they're in a transition, and that's kind of my specialty, is helping okay. successful business owners move up to a, to another level that they can really make a big impact.
1: That's fabulous. We're listening to Paul Bellows, uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire and a book writer of something new coming out we're going to be talking about. And, of course, it's Tucson Means Business right here on Tucson Business Radio X, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. And thank you so much for the club for supporting this show. We've had one- wonderful guests on over the last year and they will continue to do so it's a lovely club i could talk all day on it but you've got to go check it out yourself if you don't play golf it doesn't matter it's friendly you can swim you can do the gym go to the ring con grill it's all fabulous. Whichever you, whichever, you know, thing you're looking for, you're going to find it there. And particularly if you're a family with kids, it really is a family environment. The 49ers Golf and Country Club. Okay?
0: Now, let's Mark, talk... can I interrupt? Yeah, by all means. Man, if somebody calls me or you mm-hmm. and wants to know a little bit about, about what we're doing... I'll take him to lunch at the 49ers Golf Club. How about that? that will, you, will
1: you join me? That's cool, but I don't know if we might get a call on it because we haven't promoted the fact that you're going to be on today.
0: Well, eventually. Eventually and as we start getting we do, We do stream live,
1: but yeah, it's all yeah. about the podcast, right? But right. hopefully, maybe you'll stick around and host your own show one day because <laughs> you would do a lot of good, I tell you now. But have some fun anyway. Have some fun. St- uh, strategic planning, marketing, organizational restructuring, pricing, and financial projections. All of this is what you do. Leadership development human resources and green strategies that's coming now into the fore, right the,
0: the millennials require that we pay attention to the people the planet they want to make sure that the organizations that they're hiring that that's hiring them that they're promoting that they're buying from mm-hmm. are doing good things mm-hmm. for not only the bottom line but the triple bottom line right mm-hmm. what are they doing for the planet what are they doing for the employees and people there? And hey, let's make some profit while we're doing it. But that sustainability effort is important, not just for growing your business. There's limited resources here. So we have to find ways to maximize those resources mm-hmm. and get the most out of everything we're doing.
1: That's it, the planet. We can't take the attitude of, well, let the kids worry about it when we're gone. That's right. Um, speaking of kids, it usually comes from a marriage. and. Very nice lady sitting beside you. I believe her name is Sabrina. Hello, Sabrina. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Uh, Are you girlfriend or wife? Which one are you?
2: Recently married. (laughs) We we,
1: we eloped back in April. eloped back in April. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Sabrina Bellows. You're from where originally?
2: Phoenix, Arizona.
1: Oh, Phoenix? So you're Phoenician? Yes. All righty. Another Tucsonan. (laughs) All righty. I finally got that ride, you know. A lot of people say Deutonians.
2: <laughs> I've lived all over the United States. Arizona's where it's at.
1: And um, where did you meet this fellow? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's so funny about that? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Where did you meet this fellow, Bello?
0: Tell me.
2: (laughs) Is it a secret? I'll I'll let him explain.
0: You've heard of online dating. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, both of us were shanghaied into setting up uh, uh, profiles. Uh, we both been single for a little while, and we both uh, set up some profiles, and of course went through uh, a few conversations uh, with uh, with a few ladies. And but Sabrina was the only one that uh, was, was uh, you know intelligent and smart. And sexy, and just and good looking, and there. good looking, and just able to carry on a a, a, a really interesting conversation. So, so that led that led to us uh, going out. Right wow. back at you. So
1: uh, <laughs> so there you go. It sort of jumped out off the screen of you, right? That's the way it is. I guess because you really don't know what you're getting, do you, in dating, dating online? It's, but a lot of people talk these days, don't they?
0: I think you, it's important to kind of chat, right? Yeah. And and, and and see if you if you if there's some connection there. If that's a, I'm all about the right fit. You know, in business. Yeah. And in personal life, I'm 100% about understanding yourself and getting to know others. So so there's a right fit.
1: Beautiful. Let's touch on that area. When you consult to businesses and organizations and save them thousands and make them thousands because of the changes, do you ever delve into their personal lives at the C-level suite? I mean, do do you experience yourself in your marriage the tenacity it takes for a family to have to be maybe put aside when building a company, when building a business?
0: Well, the personal part of business is is important because it's personal leadership. And and if you're making decisions about work-life balance or who you're going to spend your time with and how you're going to uh, grow your business, understanding uh, all the relationships that you have is critical. So Sabrina is my partner. right. She's my life partner, but Mm -hmm. I'm able to bounce off things with her for business and and, uh, different ideas. And so we're growing this thing together as a partnership. So when I'm looking for somebody to work with Mm -hmm. in my life or my business, I'm looking for shared core values. I'm looking for shared interests. We're looking for, hey, are we on the same page and trying to do the right thing? And so partnership is critical to any business, and that includes personal. So yeah, we absolutely get into what I call personal leadership for that business owner. Mm -hmm. We understand what's going on in them, what's working, what's not working, and sometimes what's the problem in their business isn't the business right? It, That's it's, right. It's all in their head. In the head. And if their confidence is lacking in their relationships, and the confidence is lacking in what they're doing with their family, and we've all done that, mm-hmm. right? We've all made at poor At one decisions. time or another, my word. And, but once that confidence is there and you take right action and you follow that up with the right relationship, you're going to get right results. You're, you're going to get massive results. So when I meet with a business owner and they're struggling with their business, mm-hmm. I'll look at the market plan and the hiring and who they're targeting, but I'm going to dive deep into this them first. What is their why? What are they trying to do? What makes them tick, basically. What makes them tick? I mm-hmm. do assessments, but really I'm understanding to make sure that their why is lined up with their daily actions and what the purpose of the business is. If I get that alignment, they don't get bored. They don't get distressed. <laughs> they right. don't get, uh, you know, uh, confused. They have a lot of clarity and alignment about this is my life, these are my relationships, and this is how I want to grow my business. And with that alignment comes massive results
1: you know sabrina if you go out the studio door and turn left the ladies is straight ahead your hand was up there is that what
2: my hand was (laughs) up because one of the first things that that paul did for us when we Mm -hmm. started hanging out was he gave me a personality assessment test. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. gave me a personality assessment test that showed my, where I was and where mm-hmm. I was at and how my values aligned with his and, it really makes a huge difference.
1: Well, may I ask, w- were you married before this? Yes, sir. Uh, was he married before this? Yes, sir. Uh, there's a reason I asked that because it just bobbed into my mind because <laughs> if you're telling me this, he doesn't want to go through the first one a second time. So this is why he's giving you the test Absolutely. to do. it.
2: <laughs> it's important because... Well, I, I hope you gave him one <laughs> Well, of course, he took a te- I got to see his results after he saw mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> talk about keeping it in the family. That's right. Oh, Sabrina Bellows. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Now we were talking about strategic planning retreats. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like you go away and have a nice orgy for a weekend.
0: So, sometimes. Uh, you know, usually we, we try to focus on the business, but right. there is uh, there is always a level of fun and, and building relationships. So a planning retreat is when you step out of your work cycle and you take a team, an operational team or an executive team or the right. owners, and you take them off-site, right? Usually, you know, to another city. And uh, I have a mm-hmm. whole, you know, uh, right. curriculum. I walk them through. But at the end of this, they usually have a very strong clear direction of, hey, this is where we want our business to be in three years. Mm -hmm. These are our goals for one year. This is our strengths and these are the practical actions we need to take in the next month or two so it is a lot of fun and uh, you know it takes it takes a big well, a big
1: commitment to go do it right you know Paul I've seen it as with <laughs> thousands of others in the movies documentaries yeah. these corporations are taken away for motivational weekends with guys and everybody's kumbaya by and wonderful and walking across fire coals and but in the office they had each other's guts yeah you know how do you dig deep enough into that to straighten all of that out how do you know?
0: Well, first of all, you got to be careful on the team that you already hire to bring to the retreat, right? Mm-hmm. The team has to at least be on the same page in terms of what is the company trying to accomplish? What, are, what is our role within the organization? So
1: management may say to you, look, Paul, that's the team I've got, okay? Yeah, yep. Now, I haven't been here very long, and I inherited them. But, uh, but, uh, but I've done so much with them, but I need you. You're the expert. I need you to do the rest. Yep. Now... Can you take them away, please? Bang their heads against any canoes you've got,
0: and bring them back ready to rock and roll. Do you get that challenge sort of thing? I mean, you know, sometimes that is the challenge, right? And and sometimes it's the challenge that they're not on the same page because they don't understand what, what the page is. What the page is, and uh, they're all over doing, you know, they're all over the place doing their own thing. So, I start with, hey, what do we agree on? So you want to get agreement on all the core values, right? Everything that's important to us to run our business, you know, to make good decisions, uh, to, to really retain our right fit customers. So we agree on the basics of the business philosophy. If you can't agree on strategy, you're never going to agree on tactics, right? So that makes sense. That's logical. And, and, and so what happens at work is most people are agreeing are disagreeing about tactical things, about, uh, you know, the, the day-to-day operations. So we have to back them up. Look at the bigger picture. Get them in agreement about what's our purpose, wh- what's our why, what's our vision, uh, what's our in, what's our individual goals and roles of making this you know small or me- medium-sized business successful. Mm-hmm. So we get everybody on the same page as that, and then I work them in different groups so that they all have a voice in developing that business plan or, you know, doing uh, a new campaign for marketing or or, or working on a merger or acquisition, we get them to to agree together, to find consensus. And then when when that comes together and it's clear and there's excitement and there's purpose Mm -hmm. and we can go find the resources, what happens is a lot of the tactical issues and a lot of the disagreements that people have go away.
1: Well, that sort of does Uh, arise this question now. Uh, you find a purpose uh, working things out together as a group this and that but I think the key thing that you said was they're heard they can contribute yeah. and be heard now whether it's silly whether it's ridiculous whether it's smart whether it's ingenious it doesn't matter the key is they will listen to and they were heard I f- now feel part of something therefore I'm part of the team and therefore I will go with the team now for us to get this
0: thing done. I think you're absolutely it, it, right. Is that sort of along the track? I think they're heard, but more than that, they understand that their voice uh, is uh, has purpose in that meeting. And when, when you roll out an idea, everybody vets that idea, and then it's carried forward, that isn't about pride and ego, right? Mm-hmm. That's about strategy, and that's about uh, coming together and working cooperatively as, as a team. Mm-hmm. And when that happens then you have a team that isn't about me, me, me. It's about us, us, us. Right, And, then right. That and But in order to have that idea, they have to f- have uh, an idea of, of being heard. So before I do retreats, I always do a survey. And the survey asks them a, 10 questions, and the output of that survey is I can clearly see where we're aligned organizationally, strategically, with our customer service, and where there's gaps. Right. The gaps in understanding or ga- gaps and goals or gaps in how we work together. So that gives me some insight by doing these surveys. So I know going in, hey, this is some areas where we're not aligned, where there's some gaps. And I'll work on that to make sure that everybody right. gets on the same page. And our, the output of a retreat is a, a living strategic plan. But they've developed it, developed it mm-hmm. to such a way that it's practical and everybody's had a voice the execution becomes that much easier because I can mandate to you mm, to go right, do something, right. or we can develop together. Which one's going to which one's going to actually work is the one we develop together, not the one that's been told, you know, mandated to me. To,
1: right, to or rammed down my throat. I was part of the new creation. So yes. when that does happen, there must be some, you know, prolific changes that come out of people and come out of that business, out of that company.
0: I think usually, uh, you know, there's changes uh, in terms of just, hey, we understand our clarity, we have our priorities, and there's some people that they're really excited, and they want to jump on board, and they want to make that happen. But sometimes out of those, beca- it comes clarity that, hey, maybe I'm not a right fit for this company anymore. Right. You know, And so changes happened on a positive side in terms of growth and people working together, but there's also changes in terms of people uh, leaving okay. and not being a fit anymore. And uh, you know what? You want that. You want, you know, you want there to be understanding about uh, if, should I be here or not.
1: But, right. Yeah. That's good for everybody then. Yeah. Do you travel much with your work? Do you get to travel?
0: You know, I, I don't travel as much as I used to. I, I do four or five trips a year. Uh, you know, we'll be going to Seattle in a couple months doing some retreats over there. Uh, I'll be going to uh, Denver in February. So... I did a lot of traveling for 15 years, Mark, and yeah. I was an international traveler, as you well, know, being Well, we're going to talk about Australia, what yeah. your business was so, and
1: what you did, because you've had to learn the hard way yourself. <laughs> I mean, how on earth, you know, it's all very well teaching others, but how did you learn to do that? Yeah. You know, so, so I take- do,
0: I definitely do some traveling, and I have people come to Tucson. I think Tucson's a nice enough place where I can have a destination uh, Bring them here. Yeah. Planning retreats to come here, but I, I, I do travel as the well. Right and time it's fun. The right time And and, I, and and Sabrina, in the last year, we've gone to Canada and Mexico and a few other places for work, and, and uh, so that, mm. that's helped too. I, I want ha- I want my beautiful partner along, you know.
1: Well, very nice when you can have a business, and if you're happily married, to be able to take uh, you know your wife, um, you know you can leave the girlfriend at home that time, you know. Sabrina, let me ask you this question: <laughs> When you um, When you uh, go with him and what have you, do you actually get involved?
2: Sometimes I'll help set up the area. Um, But no, after I do the helping of setting up, I get to go and wander off in the woods while we're in Washington.
1: (laughs) I'll go shopping. uh,
2: No, 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 I go hunt for different foliage in the woods. Okay.
1: All right. Go hug a few trees, maybe. Absolutely. And I used to. I love hugging trees. I think there's something in there. What do you think about his book? Did you, you know, help him? <clears throat> no, you can't do that. Yes, that sounds better. Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to him as he's written his book, and you know, it's interesting to watch an artist at, do, work. at work and do what they love. It's it's one of those things where. He loves it, and then he's frustrated by it, and then he wants to change yeah, it. Yeah,
1: probably because he can't get it all in there.
2: He can't <laughs> express it that's exactly an, what it is.
1: It end up a war and peace thing, 500 pages right. or something.
0: Uh, that's at 400,
1: and I've stopped. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the book is called Be Good at Doing Good. All right, so tell us about that, please, Paul.
0: You know, I started writing the book shortly after I became a consultant about 15 years ago. I, I, I said you know, I have a curriculum from other sources, but they were always incomplete. And so I said, I I need to put something together. That's kind of my voice, my, my philosophies, my strategies. And, and so that was kind of the impetus to that. And then over a few years, you know, when you sit there and consult and coach 30, 40 hours a week, you kind of hear your voice over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I, I got to put something down because I kind of, got tired of hearing my uh, my explanations for mm. everything mm. so it was my way of of uh of writing down my curriculum giving it to my clients in advance of our meeting so they could read do some homework you know uh, and and really maximize the time we we're together right and, and so that was the real reason is i i wanted to put something that was uniquely mine and something that was just primarily for my my clients that I was working with at the time and it's grown and you know, it's modified. And, and at the end of the day, it's just a book about creating a plan that's a purposeful plan for your business and your life, connecting those two, making sure that your, you know, your business purpose and your uh, personal purpose are aligned and then building a world-class team around you marketing to the right fit people and then finding out, Hey, do I want to grow this or do I want to sell it? So, World-class businesses always have options, and that's what I help, you know, to some businesses is an area where I do a lot of face-to-face coaching, consulting, and my my purpose is to help as many business owners as I can be successful and, and do what they want to do mm-hmm. uh, and take care of their employees and take care of their customers, and and uh, the book's about how to do that well.
1: Okay. The book is a transformational coaching and strategic planning guide for small business owners to be more, make more, give back more, and exit with more. Um, And it's final edits right now. It's going to be released soon, right?
0: We're uh, final edits, which means we've... uh dotting the i's and crossing the, the t's, t's and putting and putting in the comments so i have an editor uh... uh working on that all that and uh, and uh, that, that's super exciting and yeah so by the end of the year we are talking to publishers right now i'm leaning towards self-publishing but there's publishers out there uh... you know i just i just think that uh, right. this is something i'll probably do myself
1: i would i would love to be in your shoes from the standpoint of being able to travel and sign books and meet people that, that's a lovely way to see America too. You know what I mean?
0: We we definitely are going to have some book tours across America and and, and uh, hopefully uh, throughout Asia too. Where you know where, where I, I I I just think it's a great place to <laughs> yeah. travel and do business. Well, I'm going to
1: touch on that. It's going to be on sale. Um, I guess Amazon. Yep. Yep. Amazon and, and where else would it be? I mean your own site, of course. But does it go into bookstores these days? Do you
0: feel? Or? You know, there's there's a limited market for bookstore sales. Yes. Uh, right. And uh, that's not a primary goal of mine. Okay. You know, I think we'll do a lot through speaking engagements. I was going to
1: say, you'd have them right there with you, I think is a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, Now, you have a business degree from the University of Phoenix yep. and a master's degree in Asian Studies from the University of San Francisco. That's right. Do you feel you uh, you could have done just as well, perhaps, in your career without those degrees?
0: It was really important growing up that I get deg- uh, a degree or two uh, just for my own self Commitment and mm-hmm. pride. So I always knew that I would, and I enjoy school. It was fun. Right. Uh, the business degree, you know, I started at U of A. I, I, I owned a restaurant when I was really, really young. So I had to drop out of school, right? And so University of Phoenix allowed me to go to school at night. And uh, I had great teachers. I had a great product. Uh, at the end of my, my my business degree at the University of Phoenix, we had to have a, 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 a full blast business plan. And that business plan really led me to do some incredible ventures and so I always whenever I take a class or whenever I do any studies you know I I, I always try to find a practical solution to whatever I'm studying Mm -hmm, because you know knowledge uh, power knowledge is not power right applied knowledge is power yes so we have to apply what we learn so I liked you know, the, those degrees because I applied what I was working on right then and there in my business, mm-hmm. and I've been able to apply it afterwards. The, the master's degree was more of, hey, I already have a business degree. I do a lot of traveling in Asia, and I wanted to learn more about the culture and the arts and the literature and the economics mm-hmm. and the business now, you know, status. We're about Asia. What do you call Asia. Uh, mostly I call Asia Pacific Rim as okay. well as China and Japan and Korea. Okay, uh, and so all those countries, right? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and Southeast Asia. And do you speak minor. any of the languages? Uh, when I was in Thailand, I, I learned Thai pretty good when ah, I was a kid. A ah, so, clap and clap. Cap and cup. Good so Cup. Yeah. Uh, how are you? How are so, you? uh, uh yeah. Thailand's are uh, uh, they're great people, and it's easy to learn the language because yeah. they don't care if you mess it
1: up. Beautiful people. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 a lot of Australians go, to, of course, yes, to of to course. Thailand and. Uh, 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 You know, Indianese, you, you know, take it or leave it. But um, we used to go overland, Sumatra, Jakarta, up through India to get to Kangaroo Court in England, where all the Aussies stayed. And... um, Sabrina looks interesting there. She must have a story to tell us about that one. But no, a lot of Americans haven't been that far over, except for right. the war years, of course. But, uh, you know, the, the, the New Yorkers tend to go down to Miami. Right. And then you've got, uh, the you know, this side seems to go to California or San Diego anyway, and uh, California and cities. So, but, but to go extra further again. And yet, I've, I don't think in the time that I've spent in America, all up about 16 years now, that I haven't met many Americans that want to go down under just about nine out of ten yeah we we'll want to go down under yeah, and so. australia new zealand and so on but now it's so far it's not far is it it's a 12-hour flight mm-hmm. and you're there boom you know that's the way to do it but would you live in asia if you sure. had the chance
0: i think i think we'll probably end up with a, a settlement if you will a, right. a, a little abode in thailand a, yeah very nice uh, yeah well, it's affordable absolutely it is affordable, it is, it is affordable have a great there. food and, and great people well, and sabrina great you've been there
2: I have never been
1: there, so you don't know. You, you'll like it. Long, besides, you with your honey, that's all that counts, right? <laughs> well. Now you must get this next question all the time: nine daughters, <laughs> and of course you love them all. But um, did you always wish you had a boy?
0: What's I tried the story? four
2: times for a boy. <laughs> well,
0: okay. He tried five. Now we're gonna. <laughs> let's let's get down to the truth. Some we we, we, we tried for boys right? multiple times, and and and, and, and 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 you know, and this is uh, God's <laughs> crazy humor, and we ended up with nine girls. But we do have a grandson now, so well, you've nearly uh, got a you've nearly got a cricket team out, out of five
2: grandchildren. Get, and you and got, we got five have grandkids, One yeah. grandson. Yeah. There you go.
1: <laughs> he must be spoiled to death. I tell you. Sure enough. Hobbies are sailing, cooking, sports, writing, and travel.
0: I think I'd, we will uh, we're trying to add a little more travel to the equation there but uh Sabrina's an awesome cook so Thank you. and you know she really uh, knows how to uh uh-huh. She's really good with Spanish food and
2: That's Cuban. That's the travel I've been able to do. Yeah. I get to taste all different kinds of food from all over the world. See, the I've, I've always though. said
1: to, to young children, if they ask me and my son, my own son alone, travel is going to be the best education you could ever have. Yeah. You know, try to do it while you can and while you're young. Um, you know, once you really do settle down in life, it can be a lot harder unless you've got a career. Uh, you've got a position or, uh, you know, your own firm or something that you can travel with. You're not going to get out of the darn state. Life gets in the way, you know. So I think it's wonderful that you do do that. Thank you. Um, you're from where originally, Sabrina?
2: Phoenix, Arizona.
1: From Phoenix, I'm okay. from
2: Phoenix, but I've lived all over the United States. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All different types of culture within the United States. Great country. Well,
1: look at look at the dialects alone in the language in fifty states.
2: I would move to Texas. I reckon
1: I'm bad. Yeah, no, I
2: would move to Texas, and they would say, "You talk funny. Where you come from?" Oh my god! And then I'd move to Virginia, and Um, they would have a much more proper way of speaking. And then I'd get that accent down, and We would travel to Mm -hmm. a new place where my dad was a carpenter's factory, refinery, church, a school got built. We'd move on to the next project. So I got to taste a lot of... Well,
1: you weren't a military brat then, mm -hmm. per se. I mean, that didn't... I was a military brat. She (laughs) was the construction brat. So where where were you from then, Paul, originally?
0: I I was born in Denver, but my dad was uh, a long time in the Army. Mm-hmm. So you know, we lived in uh, Fort Lewis, Washington, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and Fort Watsuka. My parents met at Fort Wadsworth in the sixties.
1: Okay, interesting. So, uh, and what's it like for a military brat kid to go from one to one? Do you you obviously have friends straight away because you're in the same boat, right? As these other kids, maybe.
0: Yeah, I always found that uh, you know. You have to make friends quick but sometimes the relationships weren't as deep right, right. so lots okay. of acquaintances not a lot of deep friends and uh, and so you do move around and i, I always found the military kids uh, uh, and my parents were eventually were missionaries too and i i, I graduated high school in thailand and, you know uh, mi- military kids missionary kids uh, i always find them the, to be the, the very interesting bunch mm-hmm. right and uh, very, very disciplined open thinkers and, and i mean yeah. the sheer fact
1: when you went to night school you know it's very, very hard to go to a night school with living with all your friends. Uh, I mean, I went to media school for five years, never missed a night yep. when my friends were out partying and doing <laughs> exactly. everything else. It's and not easy. may I add, yeah. he w-
2: owned his own business and had a wife and child at the time while he did this.
1: There you go. Well, that's what I mean. You see, that de- that's dedication dedication and discipline and that's needed today that's why a lot sure. of companies will look at vets per se before anybody else because at
0: least they're disciplined you know and uh, uh, uh vets and restaurant it's it's managers I, I tell my why I, yeah. I, I say I, I tell my my business owners you need somebody to work hard uh, find a vet or find somebody who's been running a restaurant even if it's not in your field uh you know, as a, Previous restaurant owner, I could tell you, th- those were hours, you know, 80, 90 oh, hours a yeah, week. Yeah, It's uh, kind of a, a crazy business, for sure. Very hard. You're listening to
1: uh, Tucson Means Business, specializing today with uh, a one-guest uh, show today. Well, two, I beg your pardon. Sabrina <laughs> was on board. You weren't planned, but I'm glad you did. And, um, see, there you go. You were nervous about nothing. Mark Bishop is my name. Our sponsor is the 49ers Golf and Country Club on Tanqueforte Road on the right-hand side past the Emily Gray School going towards Reddington. Ah that's where it is that yeah. you can't miss it go through the brown gates and north uh, no it's going to be uh it's going to be south south uh what east north west whatever you're going to see the Rincon grill it's like 30 feet away why should i be so pedantic i don't know but it's easy to find go on in make yourself welcome and you will be treated like royalty and uh, that's uh, maca mckenzie mckenzie taylor is the new uh, executive chef and the new uh, person that runs the joint you know what are they called food and beverage managers yeah. what a job she does too okay and all the staff are very friendly very kind so go on in there and have a good time and of course they bring us to Sun means business and the special one today with Paul C. Bellows. Now, what led you to become a business leadership coach in the first place? Do you think?
0: You know, I I, I always had a passion for entrepreneurship when I was twenty, and I had my first place. And uh, when I sold my my, I had a technology company, and and I sold that, and I took a year off. And I said, what am I going to do now, right? And I looked mm-hmm. at all these options, but at the end of the day, I really thought about what I loved and what my passion and purpose and why I was here. And I said, I like to do two things. I like to build world-class teams, and I like to build world-class strategies, and I like to connect those two. Okay. And when I do that for myself and others, it's a lot of fun, and, and uh, it, it just really brings me a lot of excitement and joy. So... I looked at lots of options and finally I said, well, what is that when you can help people mm-hmm. build teams and build strategies and, and, and make the business grow? And I, and I said, well, that's a business consultant. And, I had hired a business consultant when I had bought, I had a merger, and I had acquired a larger uh, tech company. So I brought, I brought this business consultant in, and I thought he was really helpful in terms of us mm-hmm. understanding our, right. our culture and our organizational structure and our long-term marketing. And and at the end of the day, I said, you know, he did a pretty good job, but when I sell this business, I think I may look into that, yes. and I think that's something that I could do really, really well. So that's, that's kind of led into it, and, and, and uh, that was you know over 15 years ago, and I, I, I've never looked back really
1: well there you go and you were meant to do it um a lot of people have got coaches these days sure uh they look at i think their business possibly from the inside out too much to where they can't see the wood for the trees sure so they're calling on that help and support and doing that um before you became this most successful coach what businesses did you own then
0: well, the first business was I was an accidental restaurateur <laughs> <laughs> here in town, and uh, what that means is I was working in a restaurant, and uh, over a year's time, I managed to t- buy it out, you know, take it over, and
1: well, would our listeners know it? Was did it have? It a was called
0: the Rib Shacks, the and uh, rib sh- it's not a, it's not okay. available now. But back in the 80s, there was several yeah. of them, and okay. really good food. We won the best ribs in Arizona a couple of times. Very and, good. You know, so
1: you had more than one restaurant.
0: Yeah, we had several. Wow. and, uh, Okay. It, you know, if you're going to about business a restaurants not a bad way because you got to learn everything about right you know your finance about customers mm-hmm. about uh, hiring uh, about branding and so I, I love restaurants from that point from of that view from right? uh, the, the things I learned then I, I apply every day with my clients
1: very long hours though and uh, quite frankly there's a very thin margin isn't there
0: for, for most of them very thin margins
1: very thin right? margins but tough business uh, and it's very hard for them here in Tucson to a degree during the summer months
0: and, and it was a long time ago in the 80s I remember writing about it back mm, then and, and it was challenging then too your uh,
1: ideal client you know people say oh look I wish I could get this game okay Paul Bellows you're a top entrepreneur but more importantly you're a coach you take businesses from there to there you focus on the realities of people wanting to stay in business wanting to be successful in business wanting to be successful in life you cover the whole the whole gamut but who's no good to you and who's really good to you All right. or for you <laughs>
0: I, and don't give me, oh, everybody's wonderful no, jazz. Right? No, no, I'm very picky. I, I, I choose who <laughs> I work with. I, I, I do. I, I think every business should be picky on who they, you know, who, who, who they help and who they provide services and products for. Uh, ultimately, I look for a couple of different characteristics. First of all, they got to be coachable. I mean, they they have to be willing to learn and, and and to explore themselves and explore other opportunities and ideas, and be held accountable, and look at their their own mindset as well as understand and learn more about business and business strategies and business philosophy. So, coachable is number one. Um, the second, and I don't care really about the market they're in or the the size of business or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the industry or sector. That that's second to me is the business owner's mindset about. Hey, I wanna learn and I wanna grow and I wanna do this the right way. And, uh, you know, coaching done well allows them to, 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 to really become a, the best version of themselves. So mm-hmm. they gotta be coachable. Number, number two, they gotta have a real willpower. You you, you know, they got to have some drive in them Mm -hmm. that they're willing to work those hours and make Mm -hmm. those sacrifices and make the tough decisions and live boldly. Uh, You know, uh, to start a business, you gotta you you gotta have some you gotta have some cojones, and you gotta have you gotta gotta wanna make something uh, more out of it. And 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 then the the final uh, I I guess characteristic or attribute would they gotta bring some uh, positive attitude. You know, uh, that's just part of of seeing the world uh, through the lens of I can make a difference. I can uh, mm. shift my attitude from negative or neutral to positive. And so mm. I'm looking at people that bring those three characteristics and they can be uh, they can be running a one hundred thousand dollar business or a ten million dollar business. Well, it doesn't but matter. but mm. it doesn't matter. They bring those things and, and, and we're going to we're, we're going to make a difference.
1: So why do they hire you?
0: I think most of the people hiring me, have looking. they're looking around, and uh, they're like, I've, I brought this about as far as I know how, and I'm stuck. I'm, I'm stuck with my understanding of the business. I'm stuck, perhaps, with the, the team I got. I'm, maybe I'm a little stuck with knowing what to do five years from now. Okay, but sure. let, me, let
1: me intervene here. I need to ask you this. Looking through the eyes of a potential hire a business guy, CEO, whatever. Yeah. I may be stuck in what I'm doing, but where's the credence that you know my business or would know what I don't know or can see it from a different perspective? How how do I know you can take it forward? In the talk you have with me, in the preamble, what would I ask you? How would I interview you if you're the right coach? How how does that work? I mean, it amazes me. Sure, sure.
0: First of all, you have to make sure that the person, that coach you're talking to or consultant, has some validity to them, right? I mean, they just can't be in between jobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, so, there's so, a coach on every corner, isn't there? The, the, and there's technical. some that, that
0: right. do it in between jobs, and there's coaches for different things, right? Okay. I consider, if you notice, my title, business consultant, yes. leadership coach. So I consider myself to be very savvy with small business. You know, uh, anything about a small business, I'm going to understand it at a pretty deep level. The coaching part is about your personal le- development, your leadership inside of you. So I think my little bit difference in most is I bring a deep knowledge of business with a deep, I'm equally curious about businesses and I am about human behavior. Right? So when you combine leadership and strategy, you, know, you kind of get that uh, un- unique perspective. So if you're looking for a coach, find out if they're real, how long have they been doing it, what have they done in their past, what training do they have, what curriculum are they using, mm-hmm. but mostly, what questions are they asking you right. that's making you think about everything, about everything that's important to you, perhaps your family, uh, perhaps your mindset about Tucson. If you think Tucson's a poor town, it's a poor town. If you think Tucson's an abundant town, guess what? I find abundant people all th- all the time. To work, yeah,
1: with. you are what you attract. There's nothing yes, about it. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, Sabrina, he comes home. Is he ever frustrated?
2: Of course, he gets frustrated. <laughs> of course, he gets frustrated. But <clears throat> he's a great communicator. And that's one of the things that I needed in my life, was someone who could communicate with me in a way that I understood and that they understood me. And he comes home frustrated, nice dinner and a bath,
0: (laughs) <laughs> Frustration's gone.
2: Frustration's gone. <laughs> I'm
1: waiting to hear when you listen to him, when he starts, how long in the door? <laughs> you know, it's
2: really nothing that I hear. It's more of the look. Right. You know? Because
1: that's a gift. If you your partner's like that, and you can walk in the door, and you can share, and you can talk it out. And I'm in the bath, and the bubble bath, and even the, <laughs> everything else is wonderful. But
2: Little did I know... I needed a consultant in my life as a life partner, and boy, have he practiced I been on you, blessed! Huh? Oh, but man.
0: but let's get this right. She, she's she's full of wisdom. Yeah. Right. So I'm a practical strategist. Let's get that. But she's she's wise.
1: There you go. So so we, She must be. Are you an Aries? Are you by any chance?
2: I'm Aquarius.
1: Aquarius. Okay. Aquarist, right. yeah. uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that your <laughs> clients face? Do you think, Paul? I mean, are they similar to each other?
0: I think uh, for the most part, there's probably about you know, half a dozen major issues that people bring to me. And I look at both their challenges and their opportunities, right? Mm. And, and some of those challenges are, uh, you know, even in Tucson is, you know, h- hiring the right people you know for the right for the right wages and the right fit well
1: yeah that's 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 a that's a big challenge here i mean i get it all the time with the various guests i have on this show and other my other clients with their shows their guests it often comes up and of course the chamber has a show news from the chamber they're doing an awful lot of good work to uh, to try and promote uh new business in into the city which really means more jobs it means a diversity of jobs for our students coming out of out of our schools out of our universities that don't have to go somewhere else, maybe. Yeah. That yeah. can stay here and build a life. Because there's nobody I haven't met here just about that didn't go to university here, leave, see a wo- the world or America, go to corporate America, gain all the experiences, and then that great big magnet under the ground brings them back to Tucson. I, I see it. You know? I see
0: it as well. And I did speak at an entrepreneurial uh, group at the U of A recently, and I asked, and it was probably 60 students there. You know, all grad and mm-hmm. undergrad students, uh, you know, uh, aspiring to entrepreneurs, getting their degrees, and I said, "All right, how many people here are graduating and are going to start your own business and stay in Tucson?" Out of those sixty, there was like three that raised their hand. Really? Yeah. And so, scary. My individual yeah. purpose for Tucson is to create, uh, you know, an environment, a culture where mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can can start businesses where those top talented young people can stay and and that's a part of and there's groups you know startup tucson and other organizations that are really doing a Mm -hmm. a a, a great job of that so i do my part but at the end of the day you know tucson's a, a town that that has everything you would possibly want to live a good life It just needs a little more entrepreneurial diversity to allow the students here to think, hey, I can stay here and do Mm -hmm. something really good and make an impact. I don't have to go to San Jose or, you know. Yeah, it
1: does, and it does depend. I mean, I've got a good friend who works in the hospitality industry right now. He's a father and just little bubba. The reality is he wants to be um, a specific geologist. He can't do it here. He has to travel, okay? So in his situation, he's got to leave. But... The comparison of living here with the cost of living—I mean, we are below uh, the rest of America median house price. I mean, we're two, two eleven thousand or something or other compared like to yeah. you know, uh, truth where I come from, it's five fifty. Imagine is that! that. Right? Wow. I mean, you know, you haven't got a chance unless yeah. you say areas like that. If not, is more. it like that too here? Yeah. Um, what I'm getting at is uh, if we had more of a diverse range of jobs is what we really Uh, need uh, here, uh, you know. It's not all tech, 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 Because the robots will take them over anyway, sooner or later, you know. We don't want that. How are
0: you going to coach a robot? You know, (laughs) you're never going to coach a robot. They don't sound very coachable to me. (laughs) I'm not a a programmer, apparently. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Some of the
1: biggest uh, challenges that your clients face would be what?
0: Well, the hiring is one thing, and then... uh, you know, most of my clients aren't high tech. I got a handful, but mm-hmm. most of them are brick and mortar. They're, they're local businesses. Mm-hmm. And so they're dealing with everyday things. Uh, how do I market to my right crowd? You know, how do I find a population that really digs what I do mm-hmm. that, cause to me the purpose of business, Mark, isn't to make money. The purpose of business is to create a loyal, right fit, long-term customer. If I can find a, If I can find a right fit customer mm-hmm. that we're benefiting mutually from mm-hmm. each other, I have a good chance of being in business with that guy for yeah, a long so surviving, time. Surviving,
1: surviving in a better way than most.
0: Yeah, and that person, I, I provide enough value to them. They, tr- they turn into my sales force. Mm-hmm. So long as I am creating value for my customers. Uh, so a lot of our conversations have to do: How do we create a value for your customer where the experience for them is, mm-hmm. wow. I want more of that. Yeah. That is something that I want more of, and they want to pay good money for that, and they want more of it. So how do we create in that environment from the time you answer the phone to you go to the website to you experience their product or service? How do we blow them away? How do well, we that's wow them?
1: that's it, and it definitely works. Definitely works, because word of mouth, even in this modern-day age, word of mouth is still the most powerful medium. And I love going to a couple of places for service because the service is amazing. And even right down to getting my watch repaired, you know, uh, no charge for the first couple of times. were tiny little things, and that sort of. Thing, well, it's very nice of them to do that. I'll go back again. You know, but then the service was great, and I you know, might pay. Come, come on, I've got to pay this time. You know, um, then someone says to you, "Do you know a really good watchmaker?" Who are you going to think of straight away? <laughs> right. Bingo, you know, and that's, so he's right about that. And the what the, about though? On,
2: and one of the things that I've. Oh I was amazed at when me and Paul first started dating is his phone would ring at 6:37 in the morning and it'd be a client of his with a meltdown that happened when they woke up mm-hmm. and he was getting the phone call right when he woke up and he's like sorry I have to take this and
1: right Right.
0: You know. He, so a
1: meltdown at their, at their business. At their
0: business, you and, know.
1: Uh, and they call you on the phone. So you're 24-7. Johnny on 365 the reachable, are you? Oh,
0: I, I try to. I mean, I have uh, work hours and business hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, if somebody's having, you know, most of my issues with my clients aren't urgent and critical. No. Right, right. But every once in a while, if it is. Or if they're going into a meeting with an employee or, or oh, a right, partner and they, they need a, a check okay. on their mindset, then I want to be available and I, I want That's to give good. them a, a good ear. So and, so
1: you're not so much there if there was bad PR, hit the press all of a
0: sudden or something like that. You're, do you
1: do that as well? No, I, I don't
0: do much. Uh, I do a lot of market strategy. Cleaning but, up the mess, yeah, I yeah, thing. But, but you, we it, don't do a lot of PR, I would say. No, I mean, we, I'm happy to work we, with yeah. them and give right. them a guidance on that. I mean, I, I just look at their values. If I understand their vision of where they want to be right if i understand their purpose of why they're here and i understand their their core values the rules you know that they abide by Mm -hmm. and their non-negotiable rules of behavior if i understand all that i can usually help them solve a problem and that's the trick to being a good coach if i could teach them to solve a problem or look at an opportunity another way they can then teach their staff to do the same thing Mm -hmm. with the same vetting system Okay, And that's, that's how, you know, I coach them so they can coach their team, so that their team leaders then can coach their employees. So that's the coaching side of things is teaching how to right. make better decisions with the information we have. And that's, and, and, and that keeps going.
1: We've uh, got about 10 minutes left, but I'd like to ask you, perhaps you've got a short story, but a success story to share. Can you do that without, or can you mention sure. names or not names? Can you just give us a story around the perimeters, perhaps?
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I have... Uh, I I think one of the most fun clients I have is working with somebody that has an entrepreneurial spirit, but they they don't necessarily have the entrepreneurial background, right? Okay. And so they're a subject matter expert in something. So one of my clients is up the street here, Jennifer Parks. Uh, She owned a very little uh, acupuncture clinic, right? One person Mm -hmm. and did acupuncture. And that's... That's what the school usually kicks out. You go to acupuncture school, you you start your own little uh, clinic, it. and and uh, but she wanted more. You know, she said, I have a vision here, mm-hmm. and, and we worked through uh, really identifying all the areas of her business and how could we scale this thing from a finance part, from a billing department, from a, a marketing department, from right. uh, from a pr- aspect. Of how do we get more acupuncturists that are willing to work for her? So we laid out that plan, started moving it, and uh, you know she's gone. From probably a small clinic for 150,000, and this year she'll hit 1.5 million. Wow! And and so that's a and with with uh, eyes on votable right. locations. All right,
1: you run me. I hope God he's affordable, Sabrina. I tell you,
0: six years and that
2: was in six years. pretty cool. Huh? Years.
1: That's very good. What is an entrepreneurial mastermind group? It's to your group, mind.
0: Yeah. In my mind, it's a group of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs that get together uh, once a month or so, and they, they share their struggles, they share their fears, they share their wins, or their successes, and what they're looking for is help uh, from peers. And so I have a couple different groups of different size, you know, like the small groups under 500,000. I'm going to put them in a, okay. in, a, in a little group together, and there's 15 of them. Right. And we're actually going to put two or three people on a hot seat. I'm going to run them through uh, a process where we're going to identify that particular issue they're having. We're going to dive deep. They're going to talk about it. And then we're going to facilitate a discussion with everybody in that room. And they're going to walk out there with maybe 30 or 40 suggestions. But they're probably going to take three or four with them that are... Okay. that are practical. So the idea is is walking out with uh, knowledge from your peers and then sharing your own knowledge. Right. These, right. So I have a few different groups. One's for businesses around 1 million, one's for smaller than that, and then one's for businesses that want to sell their business okay. in a few years.
1: Okay. Yeah. So they're actionable results yeah. from the time you leave. You, you can actually put stuff into action. Right? And,
0: and then the next month, they're responsible for getting us an update. And along the way, we're holding them accountable. They said they were going to f- let go of that person. And they were going to, you know, whatever the commitment they made to me and the group and to themselves, Mm -hmm. we're going to follow up and make sure that, you know, they did that or why didn't they do that? So there's a lot of uh, peer-to-peer commitments because at the end of the day, most small business owners and CEOs... You know, they're pretty lonely. You know, they don't have a lot of other peers to talk to. They're working all day. They go home. So this is a chance for them to talk to -to peer-to-peer, not uh, have to share stuff that's maybe not appropriate with their family or or with
1: their employees. Uh, Well, it seems to me there's a lot of value uh, that your clients would receive from a group such as that. What future services, if anything, you're going to be adding to Paul C. Bellows?
0: Well, the, the book will be coming out, and uh, the idea with the book uh, is really it's a curriculum. How to you know develop this living action plan? We're going to be building that an online curriculum for that, so that anybody in the world could get online. Uh, uh, do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Go through the curriculum. Have a, a, a two, three page. Because my business plans from this book aren't 20 pages that sit on a shelf, right? So, two or three page business plan that they walk okay. around and they laminate.
1: So, and, so you've you got know, to work at you. It's it's a book you read, but it's it's uh, how do I explain it, Sabrina? It's like uh, what doing. Um, it's a
2: walking you through the steps and processes as you do it, and you can highlight what you need to, and okay. then as you go you you go further and then you get back and you can look back and look say back what have i done and then where do i need to go from here okay. and it's a step by step
1: a jigsaw what i was thinking of or puzzles you know trying to figure it out as you go and where and you're there on the phone people can always contact you and if they need help with that this right. is what you're doing um I want to ask you how do you base your fees as an individual uh, consultant coach yeah you've got a lot to offer you must deal with fortune 500 companies uh and tiny little lady up the road with, with those needles that get stuck into <laughs> it. Right. Right. I,
0: I, I, I think I, t- I focus mostly on small, medium-sized businesses, just because that's okay. what's I enjoy, and that's enjoy my passion. And right. I like working with the owner. I like working Fair with the, the, the team. So that's the, and and you know, and that's that's a lot of fun uh, fun for me. So my business model is that most of my clients are working with me, and they're paying a set monthly retainer. And they have access to me uh, in meetings for, you know, let's say four hours a month. And uh, we're going to meet. We're going to do homework. We're going to talk about uh, uh, you know uh, areas you're challenged with and and ways that we could maximize okay. your talent. So uh, th- well, that's, a, a, that's a good
1: idea. I like that uh, yeah, idea because there's base. somebody there virtually all the time with you, yeah. going along the ladder with you. And th- it's not like you go once. Right. It's all there. It is. Jam it in your head. See you later.
0: Yeah, I um, haven't found that model successful. My motto is, I. Most of my clients with me now are with me four or five years. So we're really working mm-hmm. hard at uh, building that. And, uh, you know, obviously you get close to people and you build relationships and, and I become part of their executive team, if you will. So right. there's a monthly fee mm-hmm. of 1000 to 1500 a month for so many hours with me. Mm-hmm. And then there's different fees if they want to do a planning retreat, you know, or, right. uh, you know, they, they want to do uh, a specific campaign that just takes uh, a month or two. But most of my clients are in it for the long term and really trying to build their business and, and trying to do it the right way. And, you know, find find ways of uh, of making more profit, but also uh, having better clients, better employees, better relationships with their strategic partners and themselves.
1: Better life overall, by the sounds of things, Sabrina. And, you know, it sounds fantastic. You know what I think the fun would be is for you is when you see uh, the work coming out the success coming through of working with that particular individual, that CEO, and his company's now gone from there to there, and now it's gone to there, and boy, hey, things are happening here. Must be exciting for you to be part of
0: that. It's exciting and very fulfilling because you can see them grow in so many ways, right? Their business savviness grow, but their maturity as a leader and as a person. So I I personally can't find anything more fulfilling myself. I think it's the most awesome feeling in the world to see somebody uh, grow a business and, and thrive with it and, and maybe even sell it or do something else. Right. Uh, my, my customer, I was just mentioning, Jennifer Park, she just spent a month uh, uh, traveling. And so she has a crew that can run her business right. while she travels. Well,
1: that's the perfect uh, <laughs> wish, isn't it? <laughs> that you can take time off and go away and rely on people. Yeah. But that's part um, of the reason
2: why you start your own business and entrepreneurs have the drive that they have is because they eventually – want to do these things for themselves.
1: Eventually, yes. And is there anything else for you, Sabrina, that um, you want to do on your bucket list, maybe you haven't done as yet, career-wise? I just... I can't hear you.
2: (laughs) I'm growing up still. Right. And I'm... trying to find my special spot of things to do. Okay. I helped start a business called Final Answer. It was the first USDA-certified organic pesticide. I was not the inventor, but I was part of the company, and it's a great pesticide. I wish I had had someone like Paul around when I had gotten involved in this business. There's so many things to know that an entrepreneur such as myself doesn't understand about business and getting involved and making a business work takes so much time, energy, Effort, mental exercise. Well you never
1: stop thinking about it.
2: In a team. You know you uh, need a team in
1: of, of positive people around you of and positive of working people. together, it's amazing.
0: It's yes. You
1: know, well, I I think you're ideally suited for each other. You know, it's lovely that you have such a wonderful rapport. travel together, work together.
0: I've lived a lucky life. I had I that keep with my Getting wife. luckier
1: here. I was very very fortunate. My <laughs> wife worked with uh, with me, and we travelled a fair bit in our uh, previous companies that we did. Uh, but she's retired now. I was retired, but I've come back into the workforce. Well, we're
0: glad to see you and glad you've come back.
1: (laughs) I enjoy helping people too, like you, you know, and I get a thrill out of watching. I mean, I've just had a couple of uh, new clients come on board, and uh, they are so successful in what they're doing in tough businesses uh, through having their own show and through uh, listening to my guidance and what I'm teaching them. And I get a buzz out of that because it sure ain't the money, I'll tell you. That's for sure. (laughs) Paul C. Bellows, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today with uh, uh, Tucson Means Business. More than ever does he mean business. And you can contact him now. You've got a website. I do have a website, paulcbellows.com. And on this particular site, Tucson Business Radio X, you go to uh, the latest show of Tucson Means Business, the banner. You click on that and you'll come across this episode with Paul C. Bellows. And now I'm going to get a shot of you too, Sabrina. You know that we've got to get you on there as well. We, <laughs> can, we can't have you as the phantom. You know, you're, you're, the, you're the brand. You know, behind every successful man, Paul, you know the saying. Well,
0: I gotta look. I'm. uh, I have Sabrina. So, so absolutely. Well, that's it. There's behind
1: every successful man, there's a great woman. Did you know that? And
0: and and behind every successful woman is is a great man. No, okay. Balance, nothing
1: like balance. (laughs) And uh, it'll have all these details, all his uh, links. Social media links and so on, and uh, you'd be out of a good look at his photo and so on, all right? Very friendly guy, and by all means, you can call him direct and speak. He's not hard to get hold of, and he returns these calls quickly. <laughs> Capital Q. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for inviting us today. It's been an absolute it. pleasure. Sabrina, Thank lovely you. meeting you. Goodbye now. Stick care. Okay.